Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Couple on Fire podcast. Uh, we're actually wrapping up today with our focus on mental health awareness. And we're actually going to do a book review today. And we're going to mm. do it on the power of habit. And we're going to do that right now. Right now. Are you a Christian and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level? Then this is the channel for you. We are excited to be here today. Yeah. Hey, my name is Josh and my wonderful, extremely beautiful and kind wife, Christy. Hi. Hi. So, uh, no, I am actually really excited today to share uh, about what we're going to talk about. You know, one of the things that's been a major part of our personal growth uh, in our own lives is our ability to consume content. That's mm. whether it's podcast, whether it's m uh, special types of movies, mm. or if it's books. Now, Christy and I have really become addicted to audiobooks from Audible uh, <laughs> yeah. over the years. And now we're just like these junkies that love <laughs> to do it. But it's a major part of our growth. So today, though, I want to show you a little bit about what we're going to talk about. It's called The Power of Habit. And if you haven't had an opportunity to read or listen to this yeah. book, this book is powerful. Yeah. It is so powerful. So it's by Charles Duhigg. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, don't you tell everybody a little bit about how important you think just the power of habit is just in general? Uh, I think it is the precipice. Is that a word? <laughs> it is a word. For <laughs> your whole life, actually, because once you, it's what we've been talking about this whole month, even like the power of our thoughts and the mm -hmm. power of our thoughts are actually habits. Like we wake up in the morning instantly, whatever we start thinking about is a habit loop that we have. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do is on a habit loop, every single thing. So it's so, so important when we talk about self-awareness, when we talk about all these things, that's what we're talking about is all your little minuscule habit loops that you are just on all the time. And you can't get rid of your habits. We are habitual people. So it's important to be aware of the bad habits that you have and know how to replace them with good habits because we have habits. You're not going to get rid of them. Yeah. It's the reality of life, good or bad. And we, I love this We book. have them. Yeah. This book is so good. I've used so, so many examples. So, so the, the gist of the book is really broken down into three sections. We're only going to kind of touch on really three main points like we normally do. And it doesn't mm. even do justice for this book. Like mm -hmm. we could sit here and talk probably for three hours and it still isn't going to do justice for this book. So, um, you know, but, but the whole point of it is it, it really breaks it up into three points, it really does kind of a personal point and then a company or business point. And at the end, it does more kind of a social uh, aspect of all of it. And then it ends in a real powerful way. And I don't want to spoil that for you. So I'm going to really encourage you to do that. Uh, something that we keep forgetting to ask you to do in the beginning of our show, like we always forget to ask because that's just how we are, is um, if you're on right now, if you're watching right now, please hit the share button. Please hit the share button. Because Facebook, unless you pay them money, they don't like to share your content. They don't like it to go out. So if you're willing, if you don't mind, please hit the share button right now uh, while you're watching this. It really does help us. It helps gives us some some extra reach and really help find other people that are interested in the same stuff that we're talking about. So yeah. we would really appreciate that a lot. Okay, so the three things we want to talk about with The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Number one is, and Christy touched on a little bit, it's called The Habit Loop. 
Yes. And that is what I was saying. Like you need to become self-aware. So the way this book breaks it down is so, um, in layman's terms, as we like to say, so it really breaks it down so people can become more aware. We always talk about be self-aware, be self-aware. And people are like, how, how do I become self-aware of what I'm thinking? I just think, you know? And so he really says, okay, when you talk about uh, a bad habit that you have, we always like, oh, I overeat. So it'll be like, oh my gosh. And then I feel bad afterwards. Like, why did I eat all that food? Well, I haven't been doing this. And us talking about this book review today really brought it to light for me is like, okay, I need to realize my cue and then my routine and then the reward that I get on the end. So what I was doing for it is um, I overeat. And then what's my reward at the end? I feel satisfied because I ate over ate ice cream when I didn't need to. So the, what is the cue when I do that? Right? So what do I, what do I, what am I doing? Who am I around? What time of day is it? All of those things when I want to eat ice cream. I mean, that's yeah. something I need to think about. And it is, and it's, you have to bring it aware to yourself, but when he, when he breaks it down and he talks about the habit loop, every single habit, good or bad, is all part of this yes. three-part loop, right? Yes. So I put it on the screen a second ago, and I'm going to go ahead and put it back up there again because yeah. this is just so powerful. So it talks about the cue, right? So the cue is going to be basically, it's going to be the time, the place, things of that, things that are going to bring up yeah. and and kind of set you off almost to into your habit of whatever that is. Maybe it's an emotional state you're in, whatever. There's so many different things that the cue can be. And then the cue then um, is going to send us into what we call the reward, right? And what is the reward? Well, for some of us, like me, uh, back in the day, it used to be drinking alcohol. Right. You know, uh, I would get bored, I would get happy, I would get angry. It turned into everything that was possible cued me to want alcohol. And then alcohol was kind of my reward, right? It satisfied whatever it is that I was looking for. And then it goes into, like you said, this that was part of my routine. And then the reward was not the alcohol. It was the satisfaction of what the alcohol was doing for me, which smoking can do that, right? Mm -hmm. So smoking can do these. And we have, we've talked about this, you know, you have brain chemicals like dopamine in your brain that many yeah. different things can set that same chemical off. Yeah. And that's what's crazy about the habit. So um, Charles Duhigg talks about habit in his book about it's not that yeah, you need to get that. rid of the habit, you replace the habit. So if you really want to take care of your habits that are going on in your life, you want to bring in good new ones, you want to bring in really powerful good ones, you don't get rid of the old, you learn how to replace the old with the new because mm -hmm. your cue and your reward, whatever the reward is, let's say it's relaxation, you know, and let's say that you use smoking now to, to get relaxation. It's not that you're just going to demolish relaxation. Like you need relaxation in your life. You just need to find a new routine on how to get there. Mm -hmm. And the, um, what also could be part of this habit loop is, um, habit stacking. So like a lot of times if we don't know how to, um, change, uh, bad habit. We all have good habits and bad habits. So you could always take what's a good habit that you have and can you have it stack on top of that? So if you want to quit overeating, like if I want to quit eating ice cream, what's a good habit I have? Well, I crave yogurt during the day. So at the time that I want to eat a yogurt, can I go on a five minute walk during that time? And then walking then may require me not to want to eat ice cream later on in that day. So there's always stuff that we could do. This book is amazing. Like he was saying, we could talk about this book for like three hours. I 
literally could talk about this book for three hours. Yeah, because it's, so it's the, the thoughts in it are so powerful. So number yes. one, like I said, number one is the actual habit loop. So right. we want to move on to the second concept. And the second concept, if you really are able to step back in your life, you can really see how this next concept plays a major role mm. in it. And that is the, what we call what he calls the keystone habit. And so you say, okay, what's a keystone habit, right? A keystone habit is kind of like what I would consider a ripple in a pond, like it's a pebble. So let's say that you want to start working out, okay? And so tomorrow morning, you put your, your workout shoes on, you start working out. Well, the next habit that's going to automatically fall in line with that, and if you've ever started working out, you realize this, your eating habits seem to get better. Mm-hmm. And not only do your eating habits seem to get better, now you start sleeping a little bit better. You start going to bed at a better time because you're like, oh, I need to automatically, without even thinking twice, this new keystone habit of working out of exercise really sets off this ripple effect in many other different habits in our lives. The keystone habit is super powerful. Yeah. And excuse me, what, what is a keystone that it's important to Google that if you don't know what that is. So when I first was, um, you know, preachers talk about this a lot, uh, about something being a keystone in your faith. And in this book, it talks about being, having a keystone habit and a keystone is a lot of times if someone's building like an archway or something, there's a keystone in the middle that everything else it hinges on. Mm. So if that keystone goes away, then everything else would fall apart. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to have a keystone habit that you do. And then you can build off of that. And that will create a ripple effect for everything else. And it'll become your foundation of a healthy habit that you want. It doesn't always have to be eating. It's it. We're, we're trying to get on that train now of a healthier living. And so we're, that's forefront in our frontal lobe right now in the cortex yes (laughs) but it can be giving up gambling it can be a shopping addiction it can Mm. be a gossiping even addiction like or a negative thought pattern addiction or how to change your perspective on certain things too why am i always looking at this as a negative perspective so any of these things if you start journaling that and then you start seeing like i am perpetually always talking about negative things then you can start creating a plan to change that thought pattern yeah yeah knowing that um just being able to recognize your habits is powerful all on its own just mm-hmm. that could be the power of habit all on its own having the ability to step back and say hey i'm recognizing the things that i'm doing because the majority of ourselves run autopilot because God built us in a specific way to avoid pain, right? Mm-hmm. And take the easier route, right? To be more efficient. He wants his people to be efficient. That's what he wants from us. So mm-hmm. to be more efficient though, uh, can work against us. And that can cause us to go into almost an automated AI mode and we go on autopilot. And all of a sudden now you're like, I don't even know how I ended up in the position that I'm in. I don't know how I gained 15 pounds. I don't know how my marriage failed. I don't know how my boss hates me. Like, I don't know how all these things happened. It's because of these specific keystone habits that we have in our lives. They will work against us just as much as they can work for us. So yeah. And speaking of that too, I just ran across today, um, a quote by Tony Robbins and I don't remember it of course verbatim, but I'm sure that I could look it up, but it says, um, like your brain, our brains are always looking for the safest, 
Um, it's always looking out like to for self to self protect. Mm. So once you become aware of that, sometimes our habits is a negative mindset or a closed mindset because our brains are trying to self protect when it comes to a habit loop. Like, okay, I'm having a feeling of insecurity right now. I want to go smoke a cigarette. You know, and as soon as you become aware of what those cues are, all of these um, thought leaders uh, like Tony Robbins, Brendan Burchard, um, the people that Ryan Gottfried's in, all of these, these all hinge on your thought patterns, which are a habit loop in your head. Mm. So if you, this book, that's why this book is so powerful because it takes down the cue, the routine, the reward that you have for your thought process, where a man's mind goes, the man follows. Yeah. So, and the Bible says that even, so everything hinges on this. Yeah. I, I actually uh, heard something or read something today. I, I don't know. I don't remember where it was at, but it was talking about how we carry our emotions and it's kind of amazing when you really think about it. So our emotions, our first response from our emotions is always physical. It's always physical. Mm. And just knowing that if I can understand the position that I'm in or the state of mind that I am in when I'm becoming emotional, I know that moving my body in a healthy way will maybe alter, not maybe, it will alter my emotional state that I'm in. And that alone can be considered a keystone habit. If I can mm. get a grip of that and say, you know, I get sad at this specific time, this cue, I get sad at this specific time. And when I get sad, I'm sitting a home alone by myself in the dark and I eat food. Like, okay, I understand now that my emotional response is something physical that I know how to react to that now. I know I need to get up. I need to run in place, take a walk. I need to get, I need to move my physical body. And now all of a sudden that changes a lot of things. You know, it really does. It alters us completely. It really sends our lives in a completely different direction because that's what the whole point of this is. I mean, we're trying to take our faith, our family and our future all to the next level. And how do we do that? And a lot of times we don't know how we do it. We really are confused and lost the majority of the time because we're like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, where do I begin with all of my bad habits? You know? So I want to tell the story about the um, Hey Yeah song that's in this yeah. book. Yes. Okay. So this is how much we're controlled. Okay. <laughs> like, honestly, like as soon as businesses and stuff, that's why Josh was saying like he can use this for businesses too. As soon as businesses have figured out how to psychologically control us without us even knowing yeah. it works. So it tells about this book. Hey, yeah, song. Um, the, the song we've all heard it on the radio. It's an older song, like shake it like a Polaroid picture. That was that song. So if you haven't heard that song, look it up. But when that song first came out, they talked about how um, the someone was walking around the radio station. They're like, this song is going to be awesome. This song is going to be awesome. And it was released on the radio and it was a huge flop. Like every time, because they have signals that they can do, they can watch how many times if a certain song came on, if we changed the channel, mm -hmm. all of those things. So they sat back and they did a bunch of uh, research on it. And what they did is they took two songs. So there's always popular songs out by popular artists that they could release any song in that time. And it's going to be a hit because that person's on the up and up right then. So what they do is they find the algorithms of a couple songs that shouldn't be or shouldn't have been popular songs at that time. Because the underlying beats of the majority of songs that come out on the radio, the underlying beat is the same. So our brains tell us when something's new on, we don't like it. It's unsafe feeling. We switch the channel. So they find these songs that they call sticky songs that 
is goes against the grain of the normal beat that's popular right now on the radio. And for some reason, those songs have been um, pop- made popular and they don't know why. They just call them sticky songs. So what they did is they took this song, this Hey Ya song, and they're like, we're going to just see if this works. And they stuck it in between two sticky songs. So they played a sticky song and then they played Hey Ya and then they played another sticky song. And then all of a sudden that song became like, super, super popular. And the whole story behind it, it like blew my mind because it broke down all of the research in the book and all this stuff. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like we didn't really like that song. Okay. They tricked us into liking that song. We're just a bunch of cattle. (laughs) Okay. And that's just the truth of it. No, it's really psychologically (laughs) our brains is looking for stuff. So normal, safe, comfort stuff. All right, number three. The last one is kind of big. So uh, the very, very last thing I wanted to talk about today is four steps to changing any habit. That's really the major end of the book. It's a major part of the end of the book, Mm. and there Mm. is some good ones. And so I want to make sure that I get it right. So I'm going to read from uh, my iPad here right now. So number one is identify the routine. Identify the routine. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? I want to pull up this thing because I love it so much. This thing that you showed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll pull it back up on the screen while you're talking about it because it is good. So, and this comes right from his book and it is so good for all of us that want to change a bad habit. So it's how to change a habit and it breaks it down to a yes or no so it says the cue. So when you feel the urge for your habit, ask yourself, what time of day was it? Where are you? What else is around you? What did you just do maybe beforehand? Or what emotions are you feeling at the time? Mm. So one of these things is the cue. So look for which one stays the same every time you feel the urge. So you're going to have a different, maybe, um, time of day sometimes that you want to smoke a cigarette, let's just say. But where are what are you feeling at that time? That could be the same. So one of these things he's saying is always going to be the same when you want to do that specific habit. Not mm. necessarily all of them, but one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So identify the routine, right? So we need to make sure that we identify it. We understand the cue, the reward, the reward, and, you know, and the routine, right? So the cue, routine, reward, that's the thing. And I said it just a few minutes ago, though, being... Mm. Being aware, just being aware of it alone can transform your life. Okay, so make sure that we do that. Identify the routine. The second thing is experiment with rewards. Yes. So this one is, and this is what I love about this as well, because it says you can test. I mean, obviously it's you. So test the theory and see if it works. So it says substitute another reward in there. So instead of eating a cookie, have a cup of coffee. And then it says, that's what you're really craving. So test the theory. Did the craving go away? If it's a yes, then that's what you were really craving. If it's a no, substitute the opposite of word. Instead of eating a cookie, take a walk. Is the craving gone? So, and it goes back to saying no. If it isn't, then keep experimenting until you find something else. So it's really important to remember the reward. And then the routine is now that you have identified the cue and the reward in insert a new routine. So the main purpose of this is to always find what your cue is and what and what the outcome, which is your reward, is that you're looking for. And in the middle, the routine is what makes it good or bad. So just make sure you try to switch up the routine to where it's something good. Yeah. And then the third thing is isolate the cue. And this is what I love. So uh, there's some questions that you can always ask yourself to say, okay, how can I figure out the cue of this, right? So where are you? Mm -hmm. What time is it? What's your emotional state, which I think is a huge one. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, who else is around? Maybe it's a person. 
you don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, what action preceded the urge? Maybe there's something you did before that caused you to urge or, you know, made this cue happen. You know, we don't know. But that's the whole point, though, is you need to isolate the cues. You need to break it down. You need to really kind of figure it out as you go along. And that's a big part of being able to create new habits or really transform habits is really what it is. Or figure out, like, I have such a good habit at this, but such a bad habit at that. Why? And there is a reason why. It's mm -hmm. not just a fluke. It's not just happenstance. Like there is a purpose and a reason for it. So mm -hmm. figuring it out, using these things. And then the fourth thing, of course, is have a plan. Mm -hmm. Have a plan. Yeah. And I've talked to so many people about this, um, about the plan portion of it is because our brains constantly go back to what's the norm for us or what's the most comfortable thing. It goes back to the normal routine because it feels the safest or the most comfortable. So when someone is saying like, I want to give up smoking, I always tell them everyone like we, he discusses in this book, everyone's cues are different. You know, so not everyone, even if multiple people struggle with smoking, not everyone's cue is going to be the same and not everyone's ultimate reward is going to be the same. Some people do it because they want relaxation, re relaxation at the end. Some people do it because they only smoke at work and they're trying to kill the clock because they, they hate their job, you know, so <laughs> it's multiple things. So I always have told people always have a plan. You can't say, well, I'm going to give up smoking. Okay, what are you going to replace that with? Because we're habitual creatures and that's a habit that you have. You can't just get rid of the habit. You have to replace it. We need replacement therapy, good, healthy stuff. So, and you can't just say, well, every time I crave a cigarette, I'm just going to do something else. What are you going to do? Because your brain wants to instantly go to the quickest result possible to get that reward. And that would be smoking a cigarette. So you have to know what you're going to do in place of smoking that cigarette. And it needs to be consistent every time. You know, I like that you keep using the same example of smoking a cigarette because Christy used to be a smoker yeah. and Christy broke the habit of smoking. Mm -hmm. And don't think for one second that it doesn't take a bunch of willpower because it does. Mm -hmm. Okay, so changing habits, altering your habits, making changes throughout your life, no matter what it is, mm -hmm. is hard. It's yeah. difficult and it takes a lot of work. But if you break it down and you understand the function of it and how it works, then you really can replace it. You really can. And it's not that you don't, like, I'll still say that I'm a recovering alcoholic and I'll still tell you, like, I liked a lot of things about when I used to drink. I just understand now the the reward of what I was trying to get was unhealthy in the way that I was trying to achieve it. And I understand that now. So I know that it can ruin my life because it, it almost did completely ruin my life. So having introspection about all of the way your habits work just really helps you in a position to where you don't have to beat yourself up over the habits you have. You just need to educate yourself on how to make the changes and replace it, just like you said. Mm -hmm. Replacement therapy. You know, we have to be willing to step up in our lives if we really want the changes we want. Because, you know, uh, what do they say? A, a, a goal a goal not planned is just a wish, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to really put in the work to make the changes and really dig in and do the work that you need, then you're just going to end up with wishes and dreams forever. And the idea is read books. You know, uh, I'm going to share something here in a second. Uh, this, this book again on the screen in just a second, because go out, download this thing. I mean, if it's 20 bucks, I don't even know what it is on Amazon right now. I think it's less than that. Download it, consume it. Re this book is so amazing. It is worth it. And it can really honestly transform your life. 
And it can be used for, I know that we've talked about a lot of other things, but it is Mental Health Awareness Month as well. And some of mental health awareness things, and I struggled with this as well, is being a self-harmer or a cutter. And it's very important to know the cues of that and know the routine. Obviously, mm. the um, not to get so dark and dismal now at the end, but it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I do want to bring awareness to that, that there are, I used to be a cutter and there are people out there that cut. And it's um, very, very important to know like what your cue is and then how you feel afterwards. And again, that's still, that's no different than any other habit. It's going to be different for everyone. So how do you feel after, or if you know someone, how do they feel, how to break that habit? There's a reason why that they do that. And that is a habit loop. It's no different than any other habit. You know, that's so powerful because it is mental health awareness. I mean, the whole point is Mm -hmm. how can we grow mentally? You know, mm-hmm. and this is the, the doing a book review over something that's really worked for us. That's really helped us mentally. We know that mm. that's only going to help everybody mentally. Maybe this book isn't the answer, but if it's not, you consume it. Maybe there's one thing out of it you learn. Maybe it's something that does help your your mental stasis go just a little bit further ahead. Then you pick up another book and then mm. another book and then another book. You just keep digging until you keep finding the answers. And sometimes, Christy and I has even said it before, we'll reread books three and four times yeah. because it's like, oh, it's so good. And then I find something new. I find something new. So understand the power of habit. It really is designed. Habits in our lives are really designed to benefit us if we if we're the ones in control. You know, so uh, knowing the power of habit, and I'm going to put the the book cover up one more time again. The power of habit. I would really suggest hop on Amazon and download this or get Audible. I think you can actually get it for free if you don't have an Audible account. You can do it completely free. Your first book and. Uh, this is a great one to start with. It is such yeah. a phenomenal book. You know, it's uh, it's something that we've personally uh, found success in our own personal lives. Yeah. From, so really want to thank everybody for being here tonight. Um, don't forget to please like and follow and share the episode if you haven't already. We really want to uh, thank everybody for commenting tonight. I know we kind of went on a tangent. We weren't really able to I interact. I could go all over about it, this it's, book. It's, it's honestly, it's had that type of impact on our lives. Yeah. And it's funny, we've never even met Chuck, okay? We never even met Mr. Charles <laughs> Duhigg, okay? I don't even know Chuck. I don't even know what he looks like, to be honest with you. But yeah. but he took something or from his- Or if he goes by Chuck. Well, he does now. <laughs> But, you know, he takes something from his life and he decided to go ahead and put it in a book in his own self, right? And now we've been able to take it and consume it and it's altering our lives enough to where we're like, we want to talk about this uh, with other people. That's how much of an impact it's made on our own personal it's huge. lives. It's huge. I it mean, is. the the whole book covers, so like he said at the beginning, this is very, I mean, it's just grazing the surface. I... I talk about things that I like. And when I was consuming this book, I talked to so many people about all the different things in it because it talks about how Febreze took off. Okay. Febreze was a flap. Okay. And now Febreze is everywhere. So it's like, it covers our psychological, it covers habit loops. It covers how businesses utilize this to get more sales. I mean, it just, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a powerful book. So go out right here. Go out. That's your your bonus, your action for this week. Your challenge is get power of habit. Get it today. Hey, you're probably mm. still quarantined. Now is the time to consume. Now is the time to use this downtime to benefit you in the yeah. long run. So we really want to thank you for being here. Uh, don't forget, like I said, to like and follow us. And we'll see you next Tuesday, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 7.